Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. And welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Yeah, I know it's Thursday. If you hear me, you're thinking, hey, isn't it supposed to be Wednesday? Well, there was a Billikens game last night. So here I am this evening on At Your Service, and again, I'll be with you until uh, about 10 o'clock tonight. So, hey, listen, if you're out there driving right now, be careful. I literally walked into the studio two minutes ago uh, because as I was driving in on Highway 40 at 170, there was an accident. Uh, All lanes were closed, and I'm sitting there looking at the clock going, "Eh, it's getting kind of close. So so the road's cleared and uh, got it here just fine. But uh, listen, if you're out driving around, let's be careful out there. Uh, and as I've often said, you know, people who drive uh, faster than you are maniacs. People who drive slower than you are morons. So uh, just lean towards the lean towards the morons tonight as you're out driving uh, because we want you to get there safely and soundly. Also, if you're driving around, have you listened to Camo X on 98.7 FM? It sounds great. That's where I keep my radio uh, because it sounds great. It's no, the, uh, none of the AM things that you don't like, all of the FM qualities that you do like. 98.7, it works perfectly if you're in the St. Louis metro area. Uh, as you heard Sean Michael Lyle say a few moments ago, yeah, this is the one-year anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's death. And a little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking about that because he literally revolutionized talk radio. There was no one like him before this. And I, and I remember, I can even remember right now the first time I heard Rush Limbaugh. And I don't, I'm not going to tell you that I've agreed with everything he said. I mean, nobody agrees with anyone 100% of the time. But uh, but I can tell you right when I heard him on the radio, it wasn't even on KMOX. It was before he came on KMOX. Just turned him on, and I thought, wow, this is the kind of things that I think about, but I've never heard it said out loud before. Never. And, uh, and so I just remember being astounded that I was hearing so many of my own views spoken back to me. And that wasn't something that I was accustomed to hearing on the radio before. And I think it was in 
I was in law school at the time. It must have been like 1988, early 1988. I think his show launched in 87, and I, I picked it up in early 1988. I think he uh, came over to KMOX in 1990. Uh, I believe that's when it was. I could be off a year. But in any event, it was one of those things that, that revolutionized radio and really brought talk radio back to AM and, of course, even FM and now podcasting. It's very popular. And uh, and we're just going to mark his one-year anniversary since his death uh, because you heard him right here on 50,000 watts of KMOX for a very long time. So later in the show, actually tonight, I'm going to be – Asking Ryan Recker about that. Yeah, Ryan Recker. You know Ryan. He was uh, right here on Overnight America for uh, over four years. And uh, we're going to check in with Ryan in the 9 o'clock hour just to see how he's doing. Because a lot of folks can't listen during the day. I know I sometimes struggle uh, to listen to radio during the day because I'm working. I mean, and, you, and you, chances are you are too. Uh, or you're busy doing other activities and you don't get a chance to listen. So I contacted Ryan yesterday and I said, hey, I know that folks love you, miss you, want to hear how you're doing. And so tonight in the 9 o'clock hour, we will talk to the one and only Ryan Recker. Another thing, too, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a caller, his name's Ken. He's a listener, longtime listener. He's called a few times. He actually challenged me on something, and here's what he said. It never really occurred to me until Ken called and brought this to my attention. Ken said, you know, when you have guests on, Brad, the guests generally agree with you. Why don't you have on guests who don't agree with you? And it just kind of struck me as something that I've never thought about, but he was exactly right. And I love the political discourse. I love the marketplace of ideas I especially love it when callers call up and disagree with me, but I wasn't booking guests who disagreed with me. So I, I spent the last week uh, trying to find this, trying to find guests with whom I could disagree with, and uh, we will be doing that right after the break. In fact, we're going to talk to Democrat strategist Lillian Salerno, and we're going to talk about the issues coming up in the campaign, how Democrats are viewed what will happen if the if Congress goes for the Republicans? We're going to cover all those issues. And again, I'm relatively sure that Lillian Salerno is not going to agree with me on many issues. And I'm going to challenge her on some things. But the point is, Ken opened my eyes to the fact that I was only booking guests that agreed with me. So I can't promise every week it's going to be uh, you disagree with Brad Hour. I can't promise that. <laughs> but I will start looking for more guests with whom I disagree with because I want to promote that that marketplace of ideas. I'm always a huge fan of that, and I wasn't doing that, so I apologize. But we're going to fix that problem starting tonight. Brad Young at your service. Again, when we come back, Democrat strategist Lillian Salerno on At Your Service. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in, uh, I think it was 2015, President Obama appointed Lillian Salerno to serve as an administrator in the Department of Agriculture. She's also a former candidate for Congress. Uh, she's a Democrat strategist, and she's the founder of Armadillo Strategies, working primarily uh, for Democrats. Uh, Lillian Salerno, hey, welcome to Camo X St. Louis. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, I wanted to reach out to you because... At this point, polling data, this is not going to be a shock, but things aren't looking so well for Democrats coming into the midterm election. So from an issue standpoint, what issues do you see Democrats focusing on heading into November? Well, what we should be focusing on, and we're not very disciplined in our messaging, but we should be focusing on that we uh, vaccinated uh, two-thirds of the population, passed a once-in-a-lifetime infrastructure plan, and created 7 million jobs. Unfortunately, we get distracted and parts of the party speak about things that, you know, scares off independents and other parts of the party uh, speak about things that scares off uh, progressives. And so um, we always have a challenge with our message discipline. Well, and that's something I want to get into during our discussion this evening. Uh, but on the idea of of issues, I looked up several, and it's not uh, a shock. I think most of the polls are in pretty much agreement on this. But the three most important issues to Americans right now, and of course, that could change tomorrow, uh, depending on what Kanye West does. But uh, <laughs> the three most important <laughs> issues are tend to be, first, the economy, second, crime, and third, public health. Now, you mentioned public health, but I think the public health focus now is folks are just done with COVID. So on all three of those issues right now, it seems like Democrats are underwater. So so what kind of messaging or strategies uh, are you recommending to kind of overcome the wave at this point on all three of those issues? Well, I think what we try to do and what we try to encourage candidates to do is, you know, talk about kitchen table issues, mm-hmm. um, things that matter 
at the kitchen table, like jobs, kids' education, public education. And sometimes those, all those issues get gunked up because of a, you know, an issue like critical race theory that's a distractor or, uh, you know, the mask wars. And, but what people tend to like Democrats for is that they care about the mom and pop store and care about the American worker. We just have so much noise right now that it's hard to get folks focused on that. And when you hear people say defund the police, everybody thinks, oh, the Democrats don't care about crime. And, you know, I'm scared that my house is going to get broken into. And that's such a small percentage of the Democratic Party that ever used that terminology. No one, no one, no one in the Democratic establishment is talks about defending, defunding or abolishing the police in, in a real way. Those that are doing that aren't serious individuals. Well, it's interesting you mention that because uh, right here in St. Louis, our congresswoman is Cori Bush, and, and she talks about defunding the police often. I mean, even even uh, late last week, she tweeted out her support of continuing to defund the police, and that's the phrase that she uses. And, and as I talk to Democrats here in the St. Louis area, at least from their perspective, there's an enormous concern that the progressive wing— Folks like Bernie Sanders, Cori Bush, Elizabeth Warren, AOC, those seem to be driving people away from mainstream Democrats. Have you found that to be true? Well, I think there's this, you know, idea that, you know, you can't have a bunch of folks under a big tent, and that's what the Democratic Party is. We have a challenge with Mesh's discipline because we have different wings of the party. I think, you know, uh, certainly Senator Elizabeth Warren and uh, Alexander AOC, um, they have constituencies that are very valuable to the Democratic Party. They may not play well for the rural Democrats that I deal with in, in East Texas, but they play well in districts in uh, Massachusetts and in Brooklyn, right? So there, there, there's enough room for all of these. I think what we have challenges with and certainly are going to have continue to have challenges with is that we are – unwilling or unable to keep on message discipline about bread and butter issues like jobs and creating jobs and public schools and keeping our streets safe. And somehow when we get these big terms like defunding the police, with all respect to to Congresswoman uh, Bush, you know, she's got her background and, and why she does that for her constituency. And she certainly got elected on that. But that's not representative of the entire Democratic Party, for sure. We're talking to Democrat strategist Lillian Salerno and Uh, You mentioned these bread and butter issues. And in the race that we just saw in Virginia, where uh, Glenn Youngkin was elected governor, it seems that that Republicans captured the hearts and minds of suburban women that were so crucial, really, to Democrats in defeating President Trump in 2020. So have Democrats lost the suburban female vote? I think the education issue, the pandemic, um, lots of you know, sort of intertwined issues made it so certainly uh, and I used to live in Northern Virginia and was one of those and I guess still am a suburban woman who helped elect Barack Obama back in 2008. Uh, there, you know, it was just different. And I think that the, the uh, Governor McAuliffe and uh, this last race, for whatever reason, wasn't able to capture that same enthusiasm from those suburban women thinking that the Democrats had the the message about what to do so my kids are can be able to t- attend school that mm-hmm. my kids are safe we just lost it i mean we just we just lost it in that race 
Yeah, and, well, but even nationwide, it's, it seems like the uh, uh, whether we were talking about California, I, I heard even that Gavin Newsom has said that we're going to start backing away from masking. Illinois is doing that. New York is doing that. I mean, these aren't, you know, these aren't uh, deep south red states by any stretch. OK, so so now it seems like that the whether for political reasons or because of the covid numbers dropping, the, the mandates themselves are starting to fall but it seems like on that issue, even though I think President Biden has done a good job of emphasizing get vaccinated, 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 from from the uh, at least from the the uh, the public perspective on public health, there's a lot of pushback over the mandates that tend to be forced by Democrats. No, I, I think the Democrats certainly have you know changed their position on that, and um, it's it's becoming increasingly clear that. You know, just people are done. <laughs> and uh, between Omicron and, and making it so so many people, well, first were vaccinated and second, everyone got Omicron. And so it became more of a of a flu versus what we had before. Exactly. I think I think that that's helped weigh into this. But I do think that there's also one thing that, you know, we sit here now before, uh, you know, 2024 election and know that, you know, we are all sort of uh, tribal in nature. And depending on who's on the other side of that ballot, we may, you know, the polls are showing we are not loving Joe Biden for different reasons now, but we may love him a lot if depending on who's going to be on the ballot on the Republican side. Well, that's that's a good point. I always like to say if you want to look skinny, stand next to a fat person and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that would certainly be true, depending on uh, who the uh, Republican candidate is in 2024. We're talking to Democrat strategist Lillian Salerno. And you, you mentioned uh, you kind of suggested or hinted at, at Biden's numbers a moment ago. And I saw today uh, that except for President Trump, President Biden's first year polling numbers are the worst since President Truman. So the question is, is how much will that impact the congressional races this fall. In other words, just because the president isn't particularly popular at the moment, does that necessarily translate to more localized races? Well, that's interesting that you say that because now the, the buzz for political strategists is, you know, whether or not you want Biden to come to your state, right? And I'm in a state like Texas, you know, the answer is <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not only no, but heck no. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, as someone who, have, you know, worked in the Barack Obama administration where vice, the vice president was and have tremendous respect for, certainly would love to see him here. But my candidates, maybe not so much. So here we are. Um, you know, things can change. I mean, I, I think things can change. But and in, in, in politically, what we're saying would those numbers really are a reflection of sort of the independents, we think. The independents are the ones that are, are soft on Biden right now, and I think that has lots to do with inflation, lots to do with uh, the handling of the pandemic, lots to do with, you know, again, inflation. And I think we've got to make sure that those independents come our way and whether or not they're going to come around in the congressional races in, in November is one question. But I, I believe very strongly that they'll come to our side in 2024 just because of the social issues that seem to be getting more and more heated up on the Republican side. Yeah, yeah but you have to make sure that you don't sound like the uh, manager of the Kansas City Royals who in the <laughs> uh, in June starts talking about, well, you know, next year we're going to do a lot better next year. But, you know, pal, it's only June. <laughs> Because uh, I know you're looking ahead for 2024, but uh, here's the, here's the, my last question for you, and, and you've been very generous with your time. Uh, 
I've got, I'm not going to play it, but I've got a, I put together a two minute clip that I found on YouTube over the past six months of various uh, Democrat politicians and many members of the media using this exact phrase that if Republicans are victorious in 2022 or if Donald Trump gets reelected in 2024, and here's the phrase, it's the end of democracy. Uh, do you really do you subscribe it to that? Do you see it that this is the end of democracy if the other side wins? Well, I, I think that's a little histrionic. <laughs> I, I think that we are all worried about you know the rule of law and constitutional crisis, and you know when folks don't follow the rules. But certainly, you know when Donald Trump was um, elected, he brought a different style of governing and made a lot of people nervous. Um, I think that you know we. As long as we have, uh, you know, institutions in place that, you know, balance of power, um, I think that we lose when we say those kind of things. And that's, again, what I referred to at the beginning was, you know, Democrats, we have a problem. We have an issue with our message discipline. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I agree, because I I think that that level of hyperbole when you say it's the end of democracy. And I just heard that phrase used over and over and over. So I just went and put together a bunch of clips and it's two minutes long and no one's repeated. But my point is, is that when, when it's when it's cast that way, either vote for me or it's the end of democracy, vote for my party or, or it's the end of democracy. It seems like that in of itself is a recipe for failure because everyone knows it's that's in of itself isn't going to be the end of democracy. No, I mean, we certainly hope not. I mean, I we we all have had, you know, I think the country has just gone through tremendous changes in the last, you know, I ran in 2018. And many of us that were on the ballot, I didn't win, but, you know, all of us that were on the ballot in 2018 on the Democratic side certainly were cognizant of the Trump factor. But we were we were told and did focus on kitchen uh, table sure. issues. Well, and we I, and we guess what we won. We won a lot in 2018. Yes. We won a lot. We back the house. Yes, yes, you did. Uh, hey, you've been very great with your time, Lillian Salerno. You've got a podcast that I was reading about today. Tell us about your podcast. Uh, yeah, we we have a little podcast called Pod Bless Texas, and it's just sort of a progressive podcast, obviously, that just talks about Democratic politics and sort of, you know, under the hood politics in a state like Texas, which we have, um, you know, lots of interesting characters and we have a lot of fun and we have uh, candidates as well as sitting members on. And uh, we, you know, have it once a week, except for my partner is actually uh, running for a state house seat right now. So we're on pause. <laughs> <laughs> So how can they find that podcast? If if someone wants to check that out, yeah. how can they find it? Just, uh, you can just uh, ask your uh, your smartphone speaker or just anywhere on um, Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast servers uh, have, have our podcast. And we've been doing it for about three years. Excellent. You said colorful characters in Texas, and <laughs> Ann Richards just came to mind suddenly. I, yeah. <laughs> you, you do definitely have some colorful characters there in Texas. Democrat strategist Lillian Salerno, thanks for joining us this evening on X St. Louis. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. Hey, when we come back, I want to open up the phone lines. In fact, I've gotten about uh, six or seven texts during that interview. What's on your mind? I wanted to have an opposing view have an intelligent conversation, not an argument. And I think we did that, and I'm going to do more of that. But what do you think about this idea that that Democrats can go back to uh, bread and butter issues, kitchen table issues? When I look at those top three issues, the economy, crime, and public health, 
Uh, right now, Democrats are underwater on all three of those. 314-436-7900. Call or text at your service. We'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, don't forget, in the 9 o'clock hour, probably around 9.17 or so, we're going to be talking to Ryan Recker. Uh, I don't know if it, that he knows how to talk on the radio when the sun isn't shining now. Maybe he's forgotten, so that's why I reached out to him uh, yesterday and asked him to come on tonight. So stick around. Around 9.17, we'll be uh, letting Ryan Recker back on the airwaves uh, during the evening here on CamelX. So you, you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, whenever I was talking to the Democrat strategist, I mentioned those top three issues on polling data that shows these are the issues that people are most interested in right now and in this order. First, the economy. Well, the economy, part of it is doing extremely well. That's one of the one of the many reasons we have inflation. But some of the biggest issues that we have is we have 10 million open jobs in this country and people aren't filling them, and inflation is out of control. And so on that issue, uh, poll after poll shows that Democrats are losing on the issue of the economy, and that's the number one issue. And historically, that's been the case. Historically, Republicans have always done better uh, than Democrats, in polling at least, when it comes to handling the economy. And that's the number one issue. The second issue is crime. We know that right here in the St. Louis area, that's the biggest issue. You know, I had somebody call me just last week, uh, a person, a colleague of mine that lives uh, in uh, Wisconsin. And she asked me, well, my husband and I were going to make a trip or talking about making a trip to St. Louis, but somebody told me that St. Louis is the murder capital of the country. Is that true? And I said, no, it's not true. And so I had to explain to her how it's a trick of numbers because St. Louis City and County are separated. So because of that, if you compare the city of St. Louis, which only has 300,000 people in it, probably less now, if you compare that to, say, Philadelphia, who's who's counts as their population uh, over 2 million, well, you compare the, the murder rate for 300,000 people, even though St. Louis has a metro area of 3 million people, St. Louis and Philadelphia are very similar in size, and yet the murder rate looks extraordinarily worse here because you're counting all the murders in the city of St. Louis against the population of 300,000 instead of 
comparing it to a population of three million. So I once I explained that to her, she said, "Oh, that's great. We're gonna we're gonna come to St. Louis this this summer. So you know maybe I should send a bill over, uh, you know, to the St. Louis Chamber of Commerce, a bill for my time. But my point is this." is that St. Louis has a bad reputation when it comes to crime. And all across our all across our country, crime is an enormous enormous issue. And yet two things just right from the news today. First of all, uh, there's a story that came out out of New York City where a thief with 96 prior arrests, 96 prior arrests who was arrested very recently and let go again. She was again arrested in a New York City Target and was bragging that she's been arrested 96 times, convicted like three times, and every time she's released on her own recognizance. Well, that's a crime issue that Democrats own. Democrats own that crime issue, whether it's in New York City, because, uh, you know, you, uh, you I don't know that you can find a Republican in New York City these days. And certainly... Certainly, the crime issue in the city of St. Louis, at least from my perspective, comes down to a mayor who likes to talk about defunding the police and isn't afraid of that phrase. And you have a circuit attorney in Kim Gardner who's more interested in prosecuting violations of social justice than she is prosecuting violations of actual injustice. And so my point is Democrats own the crime issue. And I don't know how you can sell from a Democrat perspective that they're strong on crime. I don't see how you sell that because in every urban center in this country, with the possible exception of Texas, you're going to find that Democrats are in charge of those urban centers. And when crime goes up, the Democrats own that issue. So I don't know how, again, you sell that as an issue that you would want to elect Democrats for or to solve. And thirdly is public health. And look at the look at the issue we've had right here in St. Louis City and County because it's a microcosm of the country. And that's this uh, backlash against mandates, whether it's mask mandates, whether it's vaccine mandates. Uh, I've been a big proponent. Listen, I'm fully vaxxed and boosted. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that. I don't think the, the vaccine's going to give you uh, two heads, and I don't think it's going to cause you to drop dead of a heart attack. So I've gotten vaccinated and would encourage you to be vaccinated. But I'm adamantly against mandates because that amounts to tyranny. The government, certainly the federal government, has no authority to force you to get a vaccine. None. None whatsoever. And there's some issue as to whether or not even the state government can force you to receive a vaccine, but certainly not the federal government. And so there was a phrase in the case that went, the OSHA case that went to the U.S. Supreme Court, which I even called the number. I said the, the vaccine mandate through OSHA would be struck and it would be a six to three vote at the Supreme Court. And that was exactly what happened. And, and here's why. And there was a phrase in that opinion that said, if we allow governments to exercise authority that the government doesn't have during times of an emergency, then everything will be an emergency in the future. And that's exactly right. That if we say, well, you know what, this is really a crisis here, so we need to allow the government to do whatever it takes with no boundaries, with no separation of powers, with no fences around their ability 
to operate, if we say that, that you can do that in a time of an emergency, every single thing that we deal with from now till the end of time will be classified as an emergency. So at that point, really, you don't have any separation of powers, and that's called tyranny, when government operates with authority that it does not have. And we saw that right here in St. Louis County, where the county executive was issuing mandates that he didn't have the authority to issue. And when Eric Schmidt sued him on it, he won. Eric Schmidt won on those lawsuits because there was no authority to take that action. And in fact, I just wrote an op-ed piece for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about two weeks ago on this very topic, that these things need to be challenged in court, whether, whether the challengers win or lose. But the, the idea that government power can operate without checks and balances goes against the very nature of our separation of powers. That's why they need to be checked. And so when you talk about that third issue of public health, we're seeing it now from California, you know, that, that deep red state of California. Even now they're realizing they need to be backing away from these mandates. Is it strictly because of following the science? No, it's not. It's following the polls is what they're following. And so you're going to see that happen more and more and more. Brad Young here at your service. Uh, we're going to come back. Hey, again, don't forget, we're going to be talking to Ryan Recker in about 30 minutes on At Your Service. Now, I find it fascinating. If you, are you following this uh, Canadian truckers protest, the Freedom Convoy? You probably are. You've at least heard about it. Uh, you've certainly read about it. Uh, but what's interesting to me is is the hypocrisy. Because remember uh, after the George Floyd murder, remember after that, all of the riots, some of them occurred right here in St. Louis. We had building, there was a 7-Eleven in downtown St. Louis that was burned to the ground. Uh, Captain David Dorn was shot and killed while he was protecting property. Uh, we had uh, the Michael Brown riots in, in Ferguson. At the time, I was going to church in Ferguson. And across the street from our church, buildings were being burned to the ground. And yet during that time, the media classified those as peaceful protests. In fact, my favorite, it was a CNN, I forgot, his, I forgot the reporter's name, but he was literally standing in front of a burning building. I'll never forget this. And he said, these protests are mostly peaceful. And the building's on fire behind them. You know, what? <laughs> oh, but they're mostly peaceful. I'm not, I'll never forget that as long as I live or at least until I get dementia. So, but at that point, it's hard to classify that as anything but non-peaceful protests. And we saw the same thing in the state of Washington. And yet now that we do have legitimately peaceful protests going on in Canada and along the U.S.-Canadian border, the, the liberals are trying to shut that down as fast as they possibly can. And, and this was an angle that I, I have not heard covered anywhere. So I wanted to bring this to you because the Canadian government, and yes, I know the Canadians don't have a First Amendment like we do. It's Canada. Uh, I think in their constitution it says they, they have to drink Molson beer and eat back bacon. I think that's in their constitution. But the, the government, the actual Canadian government issued a warning to anyone who was involved with uh, involved with these protests, that their pets could be confiscated. 
Now, I'm not kidding you because I know some truckers and they have, they keep, you know, they keep little pets in the car, uh, you're in the, not in the car, in the tractor trailer, and, and they keep them when they're driving across the road because they make good companions. And as long as they're truck broken, I guess is the right phrase. So, uh, but the government literally said, and I'm reading it, attention animal owners at the demonstration. If you are unable to care for your animal as a result of law enforcement actions, your animal will be placed into protective care at your cost. If arrangements are not made, your animal will be considered relinquished. So not only are they trying to squelch free speech, they're trying to steal your pets. I mean, <laughs> we, we talk about those uh, uh, the cages uh, at the border, but this is the government that's going to take away your pet for exercising your freedom of speech. And there's multiple examples of this. I mean, for example, with Trudeau, who's uh, who's the Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau. And by the way, uh, my, my youngest daughter comes up with some of the most amazing uh, social media rumors. And so this is a rumor. I'm not telling you it's true. But she said to me when she was home from college, she said, did you know that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's love child? I said, what? <laughs> Where do you? I said, that was just random, just out of the blue. Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's love child? No, I've never heard that. So I, I looked it up, and that's, of course, a, an Internet rumor. There's no truth to it in any way. But apparently Justin Trudeau's parents were living in, in Cuba, and there's a lot of pictures because they went to parties with uh, uh, with Fidel Castro. There's a bunch of pictures of Justin Trudeau's mother with Fidel Castro right about the time that that uh, Justin Trudeau was born a few months later. So, of course, the connection was made. Must be a love child. Uh, but that's also the, the, the similar theory that I've promulgated for years. Okay, it's not a theory. It's a rumor that you remember the Roswell, the alleged Roswell crash of the UFO in it's in June or July of 1947. Of course, you've heard of it. Everyone's heard of it. Well, if you do the math, Al Gore was born exactly nine months after the Roswell crash. So uh, coincidence? Yeah, you, you, you be the judge here. But Justin Trudeau, and I was talking a little bit about this uh, in the last segment, that Justin Trudeau has instituted emergency, he's invoked the Emergency Powers Act in Canada to crack down on any protesters exercising their freedom of speech. And even the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, it's not the ACLU because A stands for American, but it's the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, even they've objected to this. And of course, you know, they're going to be filled with progressives. Even they've objected to Justin Trudeau trying to use an emergency act to squelch free speech. And I said in the last segment, if we allow governments to exercise power that they don't have, to exercise authority that we the people have not given to them, and we say you could only do that if there is an emergency, everything will be an emergency. And this is the perfect example of that. When you've got folks who are legitimately protesting against mandates and because of an emergency act, Emergency Powers Act in Canada, their free speech is going to be squelched. They're going to be arrested. And as I mentioned, even their pets are going to be confiscated because they dared 
to exercise free speech. And listen, unlike the riots of after the George Floyd murder, these are peaceful protests. There's nobody burning down buildings. There's nobody being assaulted with rocks and uh, uh, and pelted with uh, other items like attacking the police. That's not happening. That is not happening. So here's what I think if they're listening up in Canada, and I know that KMOX can be heard in Canada. Here's my recommendation. I think that you truckers, if you can listen, if you can hear me right now, you should go and start looting the nearest Nike store. Just go in there and start looting it, okay, and set buildings on fire so that when CNN shows up, they'll call it a peaceful protest. I mean, we know we know from personal experience, if you loot retail stores and burn buildings to the ground, by definition, it's peaceful. So pick up a brick, my friends, and head for the retail store. And of course, my tongue is planted firmly in my cheek. Hey, we're going to take a, uh, as Limbaugh used to say, a confiscatorily high break here for ads. We'll be right back on At Your Service, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 